Alright, welcome to the Biased Opinion Podcast. Um, this episode we're going to be talking some PGA Tour. Um, we're going to be talking NHL coming back in about a week. MLB comes back in like two days, three days. Uh, so yeah, big week coming up. Sports are finally back. Finally something to talk about. Uh, PJ, you can get us started on PGA Tour. Yeah, PGA Tour has been back for a few months now. And it's been actually good competition. Without the fans, players are still taking it seriously. And you, There's been a lot of good tournaments. The tournament before last week, there's a playoff between Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. Where uh, Justin Thomas made a 50-foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole. And then Morikawa made a 25-foot birdie putt to answer him. And then Morikawa won on like, the third playoff hole. And then the tournament this week... Same, they played the same course, but the conditions were a lot harder. And John Rahm uh, pulled out the victory. But most notably this week was the return of Tiger Woods. Huge ratings for Golf Channel. Tiger made his first start back since the coronavirus shut down. And looking ahead to the calendar, the PGA Championship is in three weeks with a World Golf Championship event uh, in two weeks. So first major right around the corner, Tiger getting back on the course. It's, uh, things are looking up for golf. Yeah, I, speaking of Tiger... Uh, we're, we can get into this, we'll talk about the rest of the tournament, but I need to say some things about Tiger first. He, he hasn't played in five months going into this tournament. Um, all this talk about, oh, well, he's just taking time off to prepare, you know, he's, he's picking and choosing his tournaments. Uh, I didn't even realize the PGA Championships in three weeks. He's not playing in the 3M Championship next week, this week. And there's one other tournament in between now and the PGA Championship. He's not playing two weeks back-to-back, so he's not playing in that event so he's either. he's not playing in that event either. He no. Can't play. I don't understand why he has the need to sit on the couch at home. You you always talk, oh, Tigers, he's great at golf because he's always a peak physical shape. But why does he sit on the couch at home now? Washed. He's coming up on almost... He's getting pretty close to a full year since he last won. And his last win was at some the Zozo Championship in Japan in October of last year. And... Came in 40th this tournament. Five months ago, the last time he played, he came in 60th or something like 70th. He didn't, he didn't come anywhere close, basically. I don't know if he made I think he missed the cut. Um, and all this talk, oh, he's picking and choosing his tournaments. He, he's not playing in actual PGA events, but he has, he's healthy enough to play uh, in the match against Brady. He played great in the match. Well, he didn't play great when it actually mattered. So the match did. Tiger Tiger doesn't show Tiger is healthy enough to play in the match, but oh, he needs to rest his back. He has to rest his well, back. He, rested so he his, can't play in the actual PJ. He rested his back, so he was ready for the match. Player? I don't understand how this guy can be considered a full time tour player. How can he even be ranked? You shouldn't be able to rank this guy. He's ranked 14th in the world. But he that, that makes no sense. They don't take into account that he sits out every other tournament. More than that, he sits out every tournament the last five. They take months. into account that he won the Zozo Championship. The Zozo Championship. And he also he won the Masters in 2019. That was the last Masters played. He won it. He, all right. So I would he consider won that a tournament. pretty good season. We, we've talked this before, how he's won one tournament, one major in the last... A pretty big major. What, six, seven years? His, his back isn't as healthy as it used to be. He's not in... But it's healthy he, enough to play in the match. You can't yeah, that's one round. The, ba- the back, the back... So the, did the fusion or whatever work? Sort of worked. Sense. The fusion either worked or it didn't work. He's either healthy it enough worked. to play or he's not healthy enough he's to play. He's not healthy enough to play. He's only healthy enough to play every few weeks. So he needs to hang him up. Play or don't play. Don't sit he on the He did the same 50, thing. 50, on... Halfway sit on the couch, halfway play. I'm tired of it. It's stupid. He shouldn't be considered a full-time golfer. It worked. If he only wants to play the Masters or something every year, fine. Let him try to qualify in as like an amateur or something like with the college kids that get in. 
This is dumb. He Master, he's not a full time golfer. Masters champions get uh, exemption for life. All right, so he can play at the Masters. I I don't I don't need to see him coming fortieth at the Memorial, whatever. He's gonna go into the PGA Championship, coming off fortieth place a month a month prior. Fortieth place on a very hard golf course. It wasn't hard for John Rahm. No, it wasn't. John Rahm's a good player. It was pretty hard for Bryson, who we'll get into it a little bit. That guy, probably the most hateable golfer I've ever. Besides Patrick Reed, maybe. Patrick Reed's pretty hateable, but... Yeah, both of those are hateable. Ta- but Tiger, I don't know what you expect. I mean, he hasn't been playing he hasn't played in the last five months, so he's not going to come back and I, shit I sharp I expect the top 15 golfer in the world, and that is world ranking. That is his world Tiger Woods is ranked 14th in the world. Yeah, that's not like... That's real points. That's, I, I understand that there's math not, behind it, but the math clearly doesn't take into account how many times you sat on the couch while every other guy on this list played. He's sitting on the couch Gary resting. Gary Wilden's ranked 19th. It takes a toll on you to play four rounds in a row. If Tiger's not ready, he's not going to put himself out there. My it's boy Louis, like he... Louis Oosthuis is ranked 25th. He, I, Louis doesn't sit up tournaments. Louis plays. No, Louis's healthy. He's, Louis have... comes to the course and he plays. Well, that shouldn't be an excuse. They shouldn't say, oh, well, if Tiger was healthy, he'd be the 14th best golfer in the world. No, I don't. This, they need to use an algorithm that takes into account there is an al- There is an algorithm. Either way, he's we're, built in up a, so we're much. in for a bad day for Tiger at the PGA Championships. I don't disagree. He's not going to win, but he'll, he'll make the cut. And also, what is Tiger Tracker doing? That guy on Twitter is Tiger Tracker. Tiger, is Tiger Tracker was tracking every single shot that Tiger hit this Why? week. Why? He's wasting his time. He's he has not, not tracked a relevant shot of golf. <clears throat> since the Zozo Championship. He, he has not tracked a relevant shot of golf since October. And, be- and then before that last Masters, he hadn't tracked a relevant shot of golf in, what, five years? Six years? This this account, and it's like all these golf people on Twitter are like, oh, Tiger Tracker's the best account ever. I love it is. Tiger Tracker. Tiger Tracker, there's a lot of people on there. There are big Tiger fans that are on there. Tiger's, Tiger's bad. Tiger's a gimmick at this point. He's a, it's a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. It's he's, a, a three-minute circuit. Getting, he's getting back into the swing of things. He's a circus. He's a media You can't circus. expect to come back after four months. He's a distraction. If Tiger group. was an NFL player, Belichick would cut him because he's a distraction. He's like bringing Tim Tebow in to be your third string QB. The performance isn't there, but the media hype is there. The performance is there last the fans, April. The fans are there, but the fans are delusional. Tiger fans are delusional. Oh, Tiger. He's probably the favorite to win the PGA Championship. He's going to come in. He's, he's not, not going to make the cut. Not, he's not the favorite. Bryson's the favorite. That's awful, too. Bryson, Bryson has no short game. And also, Bryson... That guy's an absolute clown. That guy, you need to be, I think, I mean, you need to be pretty mentally calm in golf during tournaments if you want to stay on top of your game. And Bryson, that guy gets rattled by a camera guy. The, the nicest thing I can say about Tiger is that he's not afraid of the camera. Tiger was never afraid of the camera or the hype or the media. He was never afraid of ruining his image because he's, he's already done that. Tiger's not worried about ruining his own image. We know that. Tiger, good publicity, bad publicity, Tiger will take it. Bryson, what are you doing? Oh, I don't want to ruin my image. Don't show this camera on me. That's awful. I mean, you can talk about that. That's just bad. Yeah, so it was the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. I think Bryson was in the bunker and hit a bad shot. And the cameraman was just looking at, filming his reaction for like 20 seconds after he hit it. And then Bryson was flipping out at the cameraman. Basically saying that the cameraman should be giving players privacy and not doing anything to damage their brand. And not always show them in a negative light. Which is a little bit ridiculous because when Bryson, if he wins his first major, he'll want the cameras all over him at that point. And then, I think this week, he was inside the cut line. And then on the 15th hole, he made a 10. And he also got into it with a rules official saying he gets a bad ruling or something. He hit like three balls into the woods, so I'm not sure what he was complaining about. And then, 
as he was walking up the course, his caddy runs up and blocks the camera from filming Bryson walking up the fairway. So, yep, miscut for Bryson. He uh, put on a lot of weight over the uh, quarantine break. Twitter, PGA Twitter loves Bryson hitting like 380-yard bombs off the tee. But he also has this one-length iron clubs, so his wedges are the length of a 6-iron. So he can't control any of his wedges. He always hits them way too far. So, I don't know. Bryson, Rocket Mortgage Classic, nobody really cared about. He won that, complained about his brand. In, in the past, he always took forever to play. So people were complaining about him playing so slow, and he would always make excuses for that. So yeah, I'm not sure what brand Bryson's built up that he's claiming is being damaged right now. I This this Bryson guy is just, he's a clown. Brooks Koepka called him out. He made a, it was Brooks Koepka, right? Yeah, he, tweet. He, yeah, he, he uh... Call him up for steroids. Call him up for steroids, which that is very fair point to bring up. People have been there's been whispers about it on Twitter. Bryson DeChambeau, and this guy put on like forty pounds of muscle in two months or something. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, I'm not sure how he did. Driving that. the ball four hundred yards right down the pipe. He says the harder he swings, the straighter it goes. Dude, I golf. I've been looking into this last week, like the last couple of days. I was looking into golf steroids. They don't. The, the drug testing in golf is extremely sketchy. They, it's very relaxed. They don't release any real info on the tests. The suspensions... Uh, the most well-known suspension was a guy that tested negative for steroids and then came out and said, I took steroids unknowingly from my trainer or whatever to recover some injury. And he suspended himself, basically. So the PGA didn't even... They thought this guy didn't take steroids because their test came back negative, but he said, no, I took steroids. So that's all you need to know with PGA testing. And um, I'm sure nowadays there's probably ways to beat those tests anyways at this point. Um, I think, I mean, if guys on the, if guys on the tour, there's whispers about it. If they're, not, if they're not afraid to call him up for it, even if he's joking, even if they're buddies and he's joking. Which they're not I guess buddies. They're not buddies. See, they don't like each other. No, but the PGA Tour will never put them in the same grouping together, which is pretty... PGA Tour is going to put Kepka and Bryson in the same group. That would be unreal. They, they're afraid to do it for some reason. That is, that's stupid, but I don't know. I mean, come on. If there's whispers about it, we need a test. We need a legit test. We need, we don't need this, this sketchy PGA Tour. Like, I'm, I'm tired. The PGA Tour needs to clean up their act there. We need to test Bryson. I understand he's bringing in TV ratings. He's getting Twitter excited every weekend. But he wasn't even good last week. The guy's an absolute clown. <laughs> afraid of the camera. So he's afraid of the camera. Afraid to get mic'd up. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't want to ruin his image. Why do they care? Try to, like, test the guy for steroids. I, I don't... The, the PGA, if they're afraid it will ruin their image, fine. But, I don't know. They need to test this guy. It's sketchy. 40 pounds of muscle, whatever you put on in just a few months. Like, bodybuilders don't do that. I don't... You don't see that. You, when an NFL player, who all they do is lift, adds... 15 pounds of muscle in one off season. It's like, whoa, look out, look out for Gronk. Gronk just had 15 pounds of muscle, a big season coming, something like that, where it's like... Steroids isn't going to help you for putting and chipping. Short game. Well, clearly, he plus five missed the cut for a reason, but... I mean, the 400-foot drive is a cheat code. It is a cheat code. You need a test. I want a real test. It's stupid. Uh, also, uh, Phil Mickelson, in the final round, he uh, putted... From 80 yards off the green, basically complaining about the course conditions, saying that you know it was too tough. The, the final round pins were located 
in like the, the hardest parts of the green. So he basically was 80 yards out and he didn't think he could get a wedge close. So he hit his putter and he came up a little bit short and then he hit a flop shot and put it in for par. And then on the 16th hole, the par three, 170 yards. The pin is in the very left side in the front over water. And that that's like the hardest hole in the course because the green's hard as a rock. So basically anything that lands on the green goes off the green. Phil laid up to the right on a par three. <laughs> he hit like a nine iron pitching wedge, 140 yards. That left him 40 yards away, and he putted around the water to like 15 feet and missed the putt for par and made a bogey. But if you look at the shot tracer, uh, yeah, Phil laid up on a par three, which is basically saying this course is unplayable, which it was a little hard. And I don't know, laying up on a par three, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. But Phil was uh, definitely saying, I don't care, I'm going to send a message. Got to respect it from Phil. And speaking of the uh, old guys in the clubhouse, Jim Furyk, he choked. He or Friday, I think. He looked like I think he was fourteenth. Looked like he was in a good position to win. I'm a Jim Furyk fan. I don't know how you can't be. This guy's a legend, clubhouse leader, and he finishes forty eighth, plus five on the final day. That's not going to do it. Finishes plus eight. I would like to see Jim Furyk get back, uh, get a win on his resume again. Add another one to the resume. Um, beat Tiger. That'd just be great. If I PGA Championship, if Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk pulled out a win. That's my pick. Uh, and going back to that, Tiger Woods is the he's sixth best odds in the PGA Championship. Yeah, Vegas likes Tiger. Tiger's got the clutch gene. So all these idiot Tiger Tracker fans are going on, going on their FanDuel account and throwing throwing away money on Tiger right they now. They said that before the Masters last year. They would have made a lot. They're of throwing money. away money. They they're they're throwing money. away all their Masters money. It doesn't even matter. It's canceling out. I, if you could bet against guys, I would bet against Tiger. I, I think, like, how is he going to win this tournament? He's not prepared at all. He's not going to win. He isn't prepared. He's not prepared at all. He's not even a tour golfer like, anymore. The only thing he's be prepared for is the uh, November Masters. He's completely washed off. He gets two off, Masters right? in, like the, in a span of five months. November Masters. Asterisk, asterisk Masters? No, there'll be fans there, hopefully. There'll be real Masters. Tiger will win it. Gets to number 16. Tiger's going to pass Jack. He's going to get to 19. Tiger's not getting to 19. He's four more. He's not getting four more. He'll That's be, not happening. He'll be, I'm pl- only, he'll be playing at least four I'm more I'm going to die on that hill. Tiger is not getting 19. He's playing no four chance. That's not even a, that's, I'm not even going on a limb here. You're the one going on a limb. This is just common sense. Tiger's, he's not winning four more. No, he's not going to win I'm not even four. trying to make a bold claim here. That's not a hot... That's a... Tiger's, great, Tiger's got greatness. Tiger has not the only thing Tiger, Tiger has is a stupid Twitter that follows him around and delusional fans. You see these like golf guys on Twitter. Right? There's like two golf guys on Twitter. I don't even know who they are. They're, I think they might be affiliated with Barstool or something that are pretty famous. When Tiger won the Masters, there was some dumb video of them. They're like 45 and they were like screaming like little kids when Tiger won the Masters. Like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe it. Tiger's got big they're ratings. each other and stuff. Like their team just won the Stanley Cup or something. You don't see that. Girls. You don't see that enthusiasm in Jim Furyk. These these people, I know those guys are probably going to the casino tomorrow and just going to throw away their life savings on, on Tiger Woods plus two thousand to win the PGA Championship. That's, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You don't see that enthusiasm for uh, Jim Furyk shooting sixty six. There should be. That's, what, that's the problem with golf. We're obsessed with this guy. He's, he's, why don't we? Why don't we rally around Brooks? Why does Brooks have a fan like this? Brooks is having an awful season right now. We're, we're stuck in the past. We care way too much about 2004 Tiger and not enough. 
2020. Well, you won't watch 2020 the, Roy McIlroy. But you won't watch the you won't, you're not going to watch the 3M Open this week. I'm not going to watch the 3M. Right, Open but you you would, you would watch the 3M Open if Tiger was in it. I wouldn't. There's no chance. There, pe- people do that though. People do that though. I that's yeah, they shouldn't. That's the thing. It's not good golf. That's like. But you're not watching the golf. The Tiger's not in. I watch. I'll watch the big tournaments. If if they, I'll watch the PGA Championship. But if Tiger even plays that, how do we know if he's even he's even gonna play in that? It's we need to get to nineteen. I don't know if he's gonna play in that. Is he healthy enough? I think he will be healthy enough. It's positive they got through four rounds this week. He made it through the match, so I guess he can make it through anything. He, if he's healthy enough to play against Tom. Well, the match had carts, too. He didn't have to walk. He, he doesn't even have to carry his bag. He's just walking. <laughs> it's hard to walk it's with like that bag. 80-year-olds that walk up and down my street every day, fine. But Tiger can't walk? No, not in the heat. It's when a golf club. He's, how old is Tiger? Pants on. Tiger's like... 44? He's 44, and he can't walk without injuring his back? Pretty much. That's awful. Hang him up. He's done. I'm done with Tiger. I don't need to see Tiger. He finished 40th in a very good field at the Memorial on a tough golf course. He's going to miss the cut at the PGA Championship, blame it on the bat. He's going to bad drive into the woods. He's going to pull up, drive his back. Ah, ah, back. He's going to sit out the night. Instead of missing the cut, oh, Tiger had to sit out. Injury. Leave with an injury, even though we all know he's going to miss the cut. It's bad. It's bad for the... He's bad for golf. He brings in fans for now, but... Rather than fans need to move on for Tiger, because when Tiger finally does hang him up, after this, after nineteen, after this circus is over, after nineteenth, after he breaks his back for the nineteenth time, once this circus is over, what are fans going to do? Tiger should be transitioning these fans to actual stars like Roy McIlroy that are going to be here for a while. He has transitioned. People Justin to Thomas. He has transitioned those people. That doesn't seem like it. You just told me they only watch when Tiger plays. Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, yeah, Dustin also, Johnson. These also guys will play forever. Tiger's not going to play forever. He's, he's, he's brittle. He's got another 10 years. He's injury prone. He's got another 10 years left in majors. I just, I don't want to watch Tiger play golf anymore. It's, it's sad, you know? He was once a legend. He was. He was. Still, he's a has-been. He still is. Definitely a has-been. He's washed up. This is going to be an absolute three-ring circus. Good thing there's no fans. We don't have to watch those stupid crowds follow Tiger around just to shank it into the woods, go plus five, and miss the cut. It's bad. It's just bad golf. I can't talk about Tiger anymore. What's next? Uh, do you want to start in the uh, NHL? They were Pasternak and uh, Tuka not practicing. Bruins in trouble, maybe? I don't think the Bruins are in trouble. NHL is starting up in a week. Um, they're For the practices, they're listing players as... They can only designate players as unfit to practice or unfit to play or something like that. They don't have to like, designate any injuries, tests for anything. Um, so if a guy's not practicing, there's one designation... So it's kind of a lot of confusion when there's a lot of guys sitting out around the league for different things, and there's not really nobody really knows what it is. But Pasternak, McAvoy, and uh, Andre Cache, the new new pickup at the trade deadline, they got who hasn't really played with the team at all, uh, haven't been practicing. Mostly Pasternak and Cache have been the ones missing the most significant time. I think McAvoy's missed the last two practices. Pasternak did test negative for the virus. That got leaked somehow. Um, but someone was saying that he came in contact, but they're not even in the bubble yet. Um, I mean, I really don't think Pasternak is, needs extra practice time to learn how to score one-timers on the power play with Bergeron and Marchand out. Clearly, it's not something he has trouble with. I don't think he really needs practice to get up to speed on one-timers and, um... 
honestly, it's just extra rest to keep him healthy for the playoffs. Um, you look at a team like the Penguins, who I said a few weeks ago were in a virtual lock to be Montreal in this playing series. Uh, as close as you can get to a virtual lock in hockey, at least. They have nine people sending out a practice right now or something like that, absurd like that. Um, so Pittsburgh could be in trouble if these guys have COVID, if there's an outbreak in their own locker room. We'll not, we, I don't think we can know because they don't leak anything. But uh, my Montreal first overall pick, I mean, maybe Pittsburgh's tanking. Maybe these guys are healthy and Pittsburgh's tanking. They want that one pick. Uh, NHL's rigged it for them before, so wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, PJ, I know you have some things to say about Pasternak, Tuka, McAvoy, and the rest of the Bruins not being ready. You're, yeah, you're betting against them at the beginning of the year, which I'm we gonna, also need to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to keep betting against them because uh, I don't think you can win without a goalie, and I don't think Tuka is going to be ready. Came out today, uh, Tuka fractured his finger on his glove hand during workouts. He uh, slipped while doing a step workout on a box, and he's got a splint on his ring, middle finger, on his ring and middle finger. Says it's feeling much better, but it can still hurt when he's catching a puck in his glove. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Tuca's made for this. I think he's going to miss his family. I think he's going to want to go back to Finland after a few weeks. There's no way Tuca was uh, working out, staying in shape during the uh, lockdowns. I think he was uh, just chilling. <laughs> so, no chance. There's no chance. He was doing box jumps. Yeah, hurting his finger. Yeah. He, 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 he admitted to not skating. So, uh, yeah, I'm worried about Tuca. I think he's a little too laid back. And I don't think he's gonna be ready to ready to play. I think we have to rely on Halak a lot, especially if uh, Tuka's got a bad finger and isn't isn't sharp to start. And yeah, I don't think this uh this tournament's made for Tuka. I I kind of like that Tuka's laid back. I mean, that's kind of been his. Tuka's always laid back until he isn't until until a shootout goal is scored on that he disagrees with, and then he starts freaking out. He's always a laid back, calm guy until he gets pissed off out of nowhere, and then he he goes berserk, but. Um, I kind of like laid back Tuka. I do see a scenario where, in some playoff series, he uh, pucked the glove. Oh, he also missed. He also missed practice a few days ago. He came out of practice after taking a puck to the chest or something. I, I'm not worried about the Bruins. I'm not worried about the Bruins. You, you coming to the se- all also, coming to the season. You were worried about the Bruins this whole season about injuries, banged up, and they. When is when's they the last grew, time injuries they, really truly? Drag down the Bruins. They're not going to drag them They've down. They've done it down. without anyone. Bergeron misses time, they win. Yeah, but they're not going to do it without Tuka. You'd have Tuka that Tuka's going to be able to catch the puck. Your boy Felger loves the lock. He thought the lock should be the starter. He wanted Tuka gone when they the signed lock's the lock. lock's terrible. He, he did not look very good uh, the last couple months, I thought. At least. His stats weren't bad, but he's got a good blue line in front of him, a good, good team in front of him. That, Tends to benefit goalie stats. I didn't think he looked great. He was letting some softies. Um, I don't know. Halak's going to play at least one of those round-robin games. Oh, those games don't really matter. We already talked about that. People, oh, well, the Bruins got screwed out of the one seed. Uh, who cares? There's, it doesn't matter. There's no home ice. The seeding really does not matter in the NHL playoffs. You're going to have to play those good teams eventually. Who cares what round you play them? If you can't beat whatever garbage team you're going to play in the first round, you can't beat the Montreal Canadiens, uh, you weren't going to beat... Whoever, anyway. So I also don't understand how Pasternak's uh, missing practice at the, since they reopened the rink. I think it's I think it's some. He tested negative. I don't know why he's missing practice either. It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's irresponsible. Probably, think going out having dinner with a uh, cache or whatever. He should be uh, <laughs> following the social distancing rules laid out by our great governor Baker. He should be uh, 
he should be ready to go for the season, and he's not. And all I know is if this was uh, Joel Embiid missing practice for the 76ers, it would be ripping Joel, Joel Embiid for uh, not coming back to practice when it restarted. So I don't just think it's uh, – of all the guys to uh, pick to miss practice, I, I would guess Pasternak would be at the top of my list to miss practice. You don't see Bergeron missing practice. Bergeron's responsible. Pasternak's not responsible. We, uh, we know about the Uber incident a couple – I don't know how many years ago that was, one or two. Falls out of an Uber and – I think that was actually last year in the playoffs. He couldn't shoot because he fell out of an Uber and hurt his thumb, which lingered throughout the playoffs. So, yeah, he's just a little bit of a klutz, and uh, <laughs> he shows that on the ice. And I, I, just, I wish he'd be a little bit more ready for the season to resume. I think the Bruins will be fine. If I was – I'm not worried about the Bruins. I don't um, – I don't know. I think Poshnok will be fine. Cassie doesn't seem too worried about it. Marshawn doesn't seem too worried about it. He was talking about it to the media. I don't – He'll be back by the time they're in the bubble or at some point. He'll be back before the games actually matter. Uh, and the Bruins, I like them more than any other team in the league. And going off that, uh, beginning of the season, a lot of talk from you about how Stanley Cup loss hangover. Bruins are going to be old. They, they had a injured. great season. I was wrong. They had a great season. So should do you think Bruce Cassidy should win the Jack Adams? Uh, Coach of the year? Coach of the year. Yeah, I think he should, yeah. All right. I agree. Your boy, uh, your boy Torts is nominated. Tort Torts, no, they didn't. They didn't. They wouldn't have made the playoffs for real. They finished ninth. I agree that he shouldn't be nominated. They choked. Like, oh, they, although season, I guess they were expected to be like a top two, bottom two team in the league. They started out hot and then they lost a lot of games going into lockdown. The season getting locked down was great for them. Great for Torts. I'd love to see Torts get the first overall I mean, pick. That team isn't as bad as people make it up. They still have two elite defensemen on that team. It's Seth Jones and Wolanski. Those are two top-tier guys. Most of America has no idea who their goalie is. I don't even know who their goalie is. Uh, he's working some guy named Elvis, I think. And he, didn't Torch just throw a big guy uh, in the net? He a different team. I don't even I know. I think Torch just threw a big guy in the net, and the guy went, the guy went off. The guy had, like, a good a good shutout streak here. Like, a lot, like yeah, a lot of games in a row. He had a bunch of wins. Yeah, Elvis Merzlikens. That's yeah, the guy. Torch just throws that guy in. He's just some like random guy. Yeah, he just he, starts. He's pretty good though. Torch winning with him. Elvis Merzlikens is pretty good. Because the Torch goalie coach. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Torch goalie coach should win the coach of the year. I agree. Bruce should win the coach of the year. I thought you disagreed with that, but no, I think I'm glad you agree. He proves I, you wrong. I mean, it's a win-win for Torch. If Torch wins, he knocks out Toronto. If Torch loses, hopefully uh, the NHL gives him Lafreniere. Lafreniere to Columbus, rebuild Columbus, get Torch another Lafreniere, cup. Lafreniere. I don't think the NHL is going to ring it for Columbus. I'd love to see Torts get the first overall pick. I don't think Torts would like him. He's a French Canadian kid. He might be. I don't, I don't know. Teach I don't, some discipline. I don't watch them play too much in the World Juniors, but he might be too flashy. Maybe a little soft for Torts' liking. He likes the gritty guys. Torts can coach him up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, who you got for MVP? Also, the MVP nominees. I don't think it should be Drysaddle because he has like a minus plus minus. Doesn't yeah, he, he he's like. I think he'd be like the first MVP to ever be minus, I think. In a long time. Be, the first MVP in a long time. That would be pretty bad. And nobody's really talking. People on Twitter are talking about it. A lot of like advanced stats people in the NHL don't like Dreisaitl because his defensive advanced stats, his plus minus bad, his defensive advanced stats say that even though he has like 100-something points, he's a negative on the eight. Like He, yeah, I would give it he to causes me. more harm than good to the Oilers. I would give it to Nathan McKinnon. Uh, I'm... I'm inclined to give it to Panarin just because the Rangers went from so bad to they pick up him, they pick up your boy Kaka, who was a negative this year. Kaka's uh, ready for the playoffs. I don't think he's missing practice. Panarin, I mean, there was other guys they added, and a lot of other guys made a huge leap this year for the Rangers, 
too to get better, but I think Panair kind of. Um, I I think he, I don't like the Rangers. I don't like saying this, but I Panarin really, he turned that locker room around. I think he just kind of changed the culture there, and that kind of is underrated. And he also had a nasty season. Um, I guess he was worth the contract. He did put out a lot of his assists for secondary assists, which make of that what you will. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's bad or good, but I will say, yeah, plus, I think he led the league in secondary 30, assists. Plus thirty six on a pretty bad team too. Yeah, he. I mean, he was definitely a pod. It's not like Artemi Panarin is really a defensive superstar either, and the guy's not. It's not the best defensive player in the world either. But Drysdale was a legit negative on for his team defensively. If you look at the, if you trust the advanced stats, watch. I don't know those guys. Those guys watch more hockey than me, and they, they they're better at math than I am. So I kind of trust them a little bit. I don't think Drysdale is an actual negative for the Oilers. I don't agree with that. He had a hundred something points. He's obviously a nasty player if you watch him play. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't give the MVP to a guy who's a minus and who was bad defensively. And um, I don't. He's not the best player on his team. He might have had the most points on his team, but he's not the best player on his team. That's a fact. McDavid's a better hockey player than him. I don't give it to the second best player on the team. I give it to Artemi Panarin if it was me, but you can't argue with the McKinnon pick either. Um, There's so many injuries there this year too, and they just kept winning and winning. So that's. That's a fair choice. Uh, anything else for NHL? I think that's it. Talk MLB? MLB, yeah. MLB is about to uh, start up. Opening night is uh, Thursday. Yankees against Nationals and Dodgers against Giants. MLB season, 60-game season. Everybody playing at their home ballparks. AL East plays the NL East and so on and so forth. So the, you play in division and then you play interleague games against like people in the same geography section. You know, the playoffs are the same. Five teams from each uh, was it conference. Is it called conferences in baseball? Uh, a league. league. Yeah, five teams from each league. Uh, I think I'm a little excited for the season because 60 games means, you know, I think it's a little bit more easier to follow for the average fan than 162. And also players got to be got to be ready to hit the ground running. You're not, like, trying to work your way up to October. You're just trying to be your best from the very beginning. You know, like taking months off to try and peak in certain months. Also for pitchers, pitchers probably if they've been throwing and they've been taking care of their body over the quarantine, then they gotta like this season because this would be a great season for Chris Sale to be a part of because he always gets burnt out. But Chris Sale won't be a part of the season, so the starting pitchers should have a lot left for the playoffs. But also, there's a, a team right now that does not have a home ballpark, and that is the Toronto Blue Jays. The Canadian government not letting them play anywhere in Canada. That I. I don't know why that's the case, but Blue Jays are getting kicked out. They uh their minor league ballpark Buffalo I guess has bad lighting, so they can't can't play there. So they have to, there's talks of Pittsburgh or Baltimore, so that's a mess for them. Will be the, at least the Blue Jays start on the road for their first five games, but ten days away and we don't have a home ballpark for a team, so that's that's pretty embarrassing. Um for. For the World Series picks, I'm gonna. I think a lot of teams that are gonna benefit are teams that do the openers and closers, because yeah. those can't really last the full season. So I'm looking at teams like the Rays, the Athletics, and the Brewers, teams that rely on their bullpens a lot. I think that'll help them. So my World Series pick is gonna be the Athletics. They're gonna win the World Series. They had, they had like 97 wins or 95 wins last year. They can never get done in the playoffs. So I think a short season for them gives them less time to choke. 
with athletics, winning the World Series over the Milwaukee Brewers. Christian Yelich is going to have a great year. And, yeah, their bullpen system it has been pretty successful over the last few years. They choked in the wild card game last year. But I got the Brewers making it uh, over – I'll say they beat the Dodgers. But, yeah, the Dodgers always choke. So the Dodgers are not going to win the World Series. And then I'm not going to pick the Yankees because that's just too boring, too generic. So I'm looking for teams outside of the box. And I'm going to go for the uh, the bullpen teams this year, Athletics and the Brewers. Um, yeah, for the MLB this year, I've heavily criticized this league in the past on this podcast. Um, the fact that they're finally starting and the NHL and NBA are going to be in the playoffs, so they're going to take away a lot more viewership and nobody needs to watch. Brewers, Red Sox, regular season when you can watch Celtics, whoever, Lakers, I don't know. You, nobody's watching this, I don't think, uh, when playoffs run. You, you got a few days in, but they choked. We already talked about it. I can't say anything more about that. But when it comes to the league itself, I do think they're miking players up this year. I think uh, I was looking, saw the Mets. Pete Alonso's going to be mic'd up all season, which I don't know what. Maybe it's just the Mets local network, but that's good for baseball. And speaking about the Mets, I think that's a good way to uh, get fans interested. And also the universal DH. We don't need to watch hitters, uh, pitchers Pitchers hit like 114 last year. <laughs> I'm really, really glad we don't need to watch National League pitchers strike out on a bunt uh, every time they come up to bat. And it's, it's, that's bad baseball. So this is good. that's good for the league. They should have, I don't know why they didn't do this 50 years ago. I don't Tradition or whatever, I don't know. Um, this, has been, this has been much needed. And uh, that's good stuff. My World Series pick. Um, I don't I don't have two exact teams yet, but I, I think the Mets are my pick. And then who they're facing, I'd say my second favorite team would be whoever uh, Yezo Puig signs with. He's unsigned right now. He signed with the Angels. I said it was Angels. I think he signed Braves. with the Braves. He signed with the Braves. Um, and then once he signed with them, the the, the uh, they, he had to test negative for COVID to be able to complete the contract. Of course, he tests positive, <laughs> so my boy Yazeel is not going to be able to play. Let's be honest, he was probably out partying or something, or out, going out to eat every night. <laughs> so Yazeel can't play. He hasn't signed yet. They're going to wait two weeks, and maybe he'll sign with somebody. There, there was rumors that the Orioles offered him a contract, like like two days before he signed with the Braves. So maybe the Orioles were, will offer him a contract again. Maybe the Braves will want him still, but I'm guessing they're going to sign somebody else before he's ready to get ready to go. But wherever Yazeel lands, that guy's electric. In a shorted season, I think this guy is just, I mean, I don't know. This He doesn't need fans to, to get hyped. He doesn't need fans ready to play. He's his own biggest fan. This man is just going to step right in, hit homers. The Red Sox could, Red Sox could use Yazeel. They could use some electricity, um, which I kind of want to talk about the Red Sox in a sec because looking at last year's stats, I got some things to point out. But, uh, yeah, the Mets are my pick. I, I think like a year ago on this put maybe even – I don't know. I said something that I like the Mets. Uh, they were my sleeper team last year when they were on that run. I still like the Mets. I just they picked up Porcello. They pick up. They got Stroman, Jake Degrom. They they got a they got a solid rotation. I like the Mets. Yeah, we'll see how the Mets do. Uh, I think the Red Sox will make the playoffs this year. They have a very good lineup. Even trading Mookie Betts, they do have no pitching, but I think you can work around that in a in a short season. Keep throwing out Evaldi and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez and score more runs than the other team. 
Score more runs in their team won't really work over a huge amount of time, but 60 games is enough for the offense to get on a hot streak. Also, they play the Orioles like the first few games, so they're going to just beat up on the Orioles and gain some confidence. I think they'll make the playoffs. But if they start slowly, then the Red Sox... The Red Sox are usually like a really good team or a really bad team. So I think, I think they'll be a good team this year. Then uh, you can also look at the Astros. No fans helps them because they won't get booed every single place they go, but... I think like three of their players got hit already in a like a summer league game, pre- preparation game. So I think that'll be interesting to keep an eye out for is uh, how many pitchers can be looking at the Astros and start beaming them because they kind of got lucky with the coronavirus. Everybody stopped forgetting about the Astros and nobody kept talking about how they cheated. So we'll see if the uh, Astros cheating scandal gets brought back into the center stage. Yeah, I the Astros got bailed out. Which is, that's still, I mean... We got robbed of a lot of Astros memes and on Twitter and a lot of Astros hate going around all season. Uh, we got robbed of them just getting booed out of the stadium basically night in, night out, season long, which I guess that sucks for people that don't like cheaters, but whatever. Um, and then the Red Sox. So looking at stats, there's we, uh, we, we got, I mean... They lose Mookie Betts, obviously, and then you look at some of the good young players on this team. They got Devers, who's pretty nasty. Um, they have uh, not a young guy, but J.D. Martinez was an all-star last year. Um, but he's kind of getting old. He had regression from two years ago to last year, so I'm not – if I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm not super confident that J.D. Martinez is going to carry this rotation be – um, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be an All Star again, but we'll see. I mean, he's only like thirty two, thirty three. Um, and then, I mean, Andrew Benintendi. Red Sox fans love Benintendi. The Red Sox love Benintendi. They market. They love marketing Benintendi. For some reason, this guy is a very well known, uh, very marketable player. He's only twenty four, outfielder. Uh, he was a really high draft. He was like a top five draft pick. I'm pretty sure. I remember if I remember correctly. Everyone loves Benintendi. He gets a lot of hype. And I just want to say this hype is for absolutely no reason. This guy is not a good player at all. He, I mean, looking at just stats wise, like what does he bring to the table? Even if it's just defense, he he can't. He's not as good as JBJ, and he's really not much better of a hitter than he is. His on base percentage was, uh, three forty three, which is just slightly better than, uh, Mitch Moreland and Christian Vasquez, who's a catcher. So you're barely getting on base more than the catcher on your team. Uh, he's not a home run guy. 13 home runs, which is, like, worse on the team besides Brock Holt. Um, I mean, it's tough to find a guy who hit last home runs that was a regular in the lineup than Andrew Benatendi. JBJ had seven more home runs than Andrew Benatendi last year. So you want to talk about, oh, maybe he's good on the field. I don't even know. I don't know if Andrew Benatendi is that good of a fielder. I don't think he's anything special. Uh, he has less home runs than the guy that they say can't hit, but he's a good fielder. This guy's an absolute liability, and... He's not good. I don't know why we need to market him. Why do we not bring in Yeza Puig to replace Andrew Benatendi? Yeza Puig doesn't hit for contact either, but at least he hits home runs. You never know. Benatendi might develop power later in his career. And he's also got great flow. He's got steroids. He's got See, that's the thing. That's he's boring. got great flow. The Red Sox lose the Wiki Bats, and we're building the season. We're, we're marketing Andrew Benatendi's lettuce. That's Correct. the number one way to draw on fans this year. Correct. Get fans, turn on Nesson at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, well... Benintendi's out there with his lettuce. Let's go see him strike out three times. Homegrown players, they get preferential treatment. You always want to like hold on to your homegrown players that you develop uh, through Let's, let's hold on to Chavis. Chavis is a good prospect. Chavis is better than Benintendi. 
Chavis is okay. Chavis got a lot of hype. He can't he can't hit any fastballs. He played ninety five games last year. Benintendi played one hundred forty, one hundred thirty eight, and he had Chavis had eighteen home runs. Benintendi only had thirteen. That I mean, and their their averages were There's a almost, World Series hangover. Benintendi's averages are slightly better than his at best uh, when it comes to just getting on base. It's Benintendi. I mean, this guy is, he's a bad. He's not good. I. You think with all the hype this guy gets in town, it, the people of Boston, the, the Red Sox fans, Red Sox diehards, they love Benintendi. This guy all over Twitter, Benintendi this. Carabas tweets about Benintendi every other day. Carabas loves Benintendi. I'm tired of Carabas. Carabas is a bad... Carabas is up there with Tiger Tracker and delusional Twitter people. Last year must have been rough for Carabas and his fans. I mean, he... What the year before? Congrats on the World Series two years ago. and Now what? What did that result in? The World Series. Now nothing. You want to win? Bill, you think Bill Belichick would be happy with the World Series and then back-to-back god-awful seasons? Patriots are about to have two terrible seasons. Yeah, after Patriots want to have after a 20-year run, not a one-year run. Red Sox won four titles in the last 15 years. The Red Sox, the Red Sox are a bad organization. The ML, this is the problem with the MLB. The Red Sox are so poorly run, but they have so much money compared to every other team in the, in the league, besides the Yankees, that they can... Afford to be just terrible. They could they could be the worst drafters in the league. They could make god awful trades. They could have an overall bad roster, and it wouldn't matter because they'd be able to just sign whoever they want and put together a World Series team whenever they want, as long as the owner, as long as John Henry doesn't get greedy like he has recently, um, and they'll be fine. That's that's we need a salary cap, which is never going to happen because the players are greedy. Trevor Bauer. Uh, so they're never going to agree to that, but whatever. We need a salary cap badly. Um, to help, to help add parity to this, there's parity, but to help, help hold teams accountable for sucking at managing, managing the cap, making bad trades, making bad draft picks like Ben Intendi, waste of a draft pick. That guy should not, he shouldn't be in this team. The Red Sox can afford anyone they want, and we have Ben Intendi starting it. He's bad. All this hype, this guy is bad. He's a young guy, you gotta let him develop. We didn't let... What was that guy that we traded to the White Sox for sale? We didn't let him develop. Moncada? Yeah. Didn't let Moncada... Isn't Moncada like an all-star now? Yeah, he is an all-star. But we didn't got, let, and now we have Chris Sale, who... Who won us the World Series. We'd be better off with Moncada. Probably. But we have Devers. They play the same position. And he can play DH. I guess, yeah. Well, that's for J.D. Martinez now, because he can't run in the outfield. Oh, J.D.'s old. I don't... I don't... J.D. J.D. peaked. So you have J.D. on the... JD doesn't matter. What's this team's timeline? Also, I'm wondering. What's there, our, what's our timeline here? There is no timeline. It's, they're they're going we, nowhere. We have no plan. No plan. There's what no, are we doing with no Chris pictures. Sale? How long is Chris Sale locked up for? For a long time. He's he's starting his five year contract right now. What John do you mean? Henry, John Henry gave him five years for 150 million. We get extension. Why would we do that? What? Because we didn't sign Lester. He didn't want to be another Lester. He didn't want Lester 2.0. Yeah, pretty much. Is Lester still in the league? He's in the Cubs. He's he's washed now. I'm guessing that right. He's yeah. been in the league forever. So, we extended sale before or after his injury. Before before. Before his injury, then he gets last hurt. year. Yeah, he had like one year left his contract. He, he didn't play last year, year, right? Barely. He played a little bit. Barely played. Yeah, and there's there was talk in the press conference like I want to get out there. But, uh, yeah, it was all talk though. Yeah. We don't we don't. And he, he was out, terrible. When he he's played. out the next two years. I'm pretty sure. He's not playing for two more years. I'm pretty sure. He's sitting out two years. What did he injure? He's got Tommy John. Tommy John's a one-year injury. 
Did Strasburg sit out three seasons? Why do you wait a year to get Tommy John? Well, he didn't sit out last year. It's only gonna be two seasons. Yeah, but he basically sat out last year. He barely played, didn't he? Yeah, but he got the surgery like during the coronavirus. Why did we wait? What is our medical staff doing? This is why I hate the Red Sox right now. The 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 front office is terrible. It was, it was like a PR move. I hate the Red Sox front office. And Kane Bloom. Chime Bloom. Chime Bloom. I don't know how to say this. Chime Bloom is not very good from what I've seen. We're drafting fourth round players in the first round. Our medical Blaze, staff's a mess. Blaze Jordan. Yeah. No, Blaze Jordan was a second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. The other guy, the first guy. I don't even know his name because he was fourth round talent. But we. I don't understand what the Red Sox are doing. I said Belichick was asleep at the wheel last year. The Red Sox have been asleep at the wheel for two years now. Yeah, what are they doing? They've also won four World Series in the last 15 years. Because they have money. It's not because of they're running the organization. If you, if you throw crap at a wall, it, something's going to stick. Not for the Yankees. The Yankees haven't won in 11 years. I, I, that's just embarrassing. They're gonna win this year, probably. I'd say that's my pet. I mean, that's your, that's your, the that's your, the, that's your the pick logical was pick. Puig versus... I agree, but the logical pick would be the Yankees. Pick. The Vegas pick is the Yankees are like you plus one hundred. Yasiel Puig versus the Mets. That's what your pick Yasiel Puig versus the Mets is my pick. But the logical pick by Vegas is the Yankees. And yes. the Yankees are doing the same strategy: just spend as much money as you can. And eventually, it might work. The Red Sox, like what? It's a it's a legendary organization. They have a crap ton of money. And they just consistently, my entire life, I don't know how they've won more for because very dysfunctional. They are a dysfunctional organization. From Carl Crawford all the way up to <laughs> Chris Sale, what are we doing? Eating, what are these contracts? Eating chicken wings in the chicken, chicken wings in the dugout. Chicken, chicken, chicken wings in the clubhouse. In, chicken wings and beer in the clubhouse with Josh Beckett. And, so I'm saying they're either they're either amazing or they suck. They've gone Bobby Valentine. Like first, they've gone from like first to worst and like worst to first a lot of times. Yeah, Bobby Valentine, great manager. They went from worst to first to worst. Yes. When, during the in 2013, I remember. And then they cheated and Alex Cora got fired. And they always sign like these. They, they're upset. Like everyone knows in sport. It's like common knowledge in all sports, regardless of sport, regardless of organization. It's just well known that you don't pay the old guy who's like regret. Like. Like, the Jets signed Le'Veon Bell. Everyone knew it. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you paying him that much money? Like, Philip Rivers with the Colts. Like, it's just, you don't pay that type of guy long. Philip Rivers, long, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something on top of my head. But, like, you just don't sign random guys from the Twins for five years, $600 million guaranteed just because. It's like, oh, well, two years ago he had a good That's why they can't series. sign Mookie Betts because they ran out of money. Dad, that, what are they doing? Paying Chris Sale $150 million over the next five years. If they, if they had a salary cap in baseball, the Red Sox would be the Browns, which is what they were for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Although, not really, because they came close and choked. But if there was a salary cap in baseball, the Red Sox would be actually held accountable for god-awful decision-making. But they, they, have the, they have the trump card. They just bail themselves out. It's like, oh, well, we're $600 million deep in seven 40-year-olds who can't play. Our last eight draft picks have sucked. But oh, John Henry comes out of pulls out another two hundred million out of his back pocket. Here, Chris Sale come come to town. Hasn't worked for the Dodgers. Dodgers haven't won forever. Uh, they got cheated. The, you don't think they did any cheating themselves? And they have no clutch gene. I think everyone cheats in the MLB. Their 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 ace is cho- is a choker. That's their issue. They're a great team. There's Kershaw's a choker. Kershaw mm-hmm. can't win the big game. If Kershaw could win the big game, they'd, they'd have a ring. Mm-hmm. 
It's just, I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. And this Benintendi, the more you look into it, this guy can't play. I want him out. I want Benintendi you gotta give, gone. You gotta give him the more first time. thing you gotta give him chain, more time. Chain needs to do. Talent like I want talent, Bloom to trade Benintendi for anything. Talent like Benintendi doesn't grow off trees. Ta- what talent? What is he good at? Making contact. He's grounding out. He's a great locker room guy. He's got great lettuce. We don't need that. So is, so is Brock we, Holt. We need his lettuce. Brock Holt's, Brock a great Holt's gone. We're not gonna have Brock Holt. So Brock Holt's on the Brewers. I think that's I, why. That's why they're going. I think for Brock Holt is better than Andrew Benintendi. Brock Holt can play any any position. Benintendi can't. Benintendi plays so left field. Brock Holt's the best player in the league because he can play any position. No, he's just better than Benintendi. Benintendi had like one. Average if you want a guy to bat two fifty with no home runs, Benintendi had like one average year and you're ripping on him. He's bad. Benintendi. So, best case scenario here, he was good two years ago and he's regressed and he's gotten worse year after year. He's only 26. I think he's 24. 20, he was 24 last year. So, he's 25 now? Wikipedia says he's 26. So, he's 26. He's not even young anymore. Yeah, Benin, no, he's, that's still young. He's got like 15 years left. <laughs> yeah, but he has like three years at the top of his game. Baseball, your prime's over. Your prime prime is over once you hit like 30. He batted 290 when the Red Sox won the World Series. And you want to get rid of him. So he's regressing. So he's regressing he at 26. Yes, he had one bad year in 2019. If Ben doesn't bounce back this year and we don't trade him, what are we doing? If we extend this guy, what are we doing? Do we, have we paid him yet? No. Good. I hope we don't. Let him go to the Brewers. This is... The Red Sox need cheap players, too. The Red Sox... So why are you going to get rid of Benintendi? The Red Sox need talented players. They need to draft good players. They need draft picks. They need prospects. They need well, guys in the pipeline. Saying, that's why we got Blaze Jordan. Which I know the MLB is trying Benintendi's to purge their own pipeline, but... Benintendi's locked down for the next four years. Why? So we paid him. Oh, no. Next three years. So we did pay him. Yeah. Well, he's getting two years for $10 million, and then he goes to arbitration. So... Five million this year, five million next year, and then he gets arbitration the year after. So we weren't afraid to give two, batting two fifty with thirteen home runs, Ben Benintendi money. We weren't afraid to give Chris Sale money because we we're afraid he'd be John Lester two point Which who cares if he's John Lester two point John you, Henry cares. I understand John Henry cares, but you won the World Series once John Lester left. So and then you get Cespedes for half a year. Cespedes is pretty electric. He was. He was yes. Like, who cares? John Lester is a great, usually like a legend. Usually a legend, but he was very well liked in Boston. Good player, but come on, is that really the reason to give Chris Sale that money? Logical, logical opinion would say you don't give Chris Sale that money, but you do it. How long are we paying JD Martinez for? He can like opt out every single year if he wants to, but he's not going to because he's getting. Who's got the money. David Price thing going? Pretty much. The fact that they got rid of the David Price contract, even though I know they it resulted in them trading away Mookie for nothing. Um, we got uh, we got JD locked down for the next four years. That's gonna get bad. For the next three. That's gonna get ugly. The next three. He's that last three. season's gonna be bad. Twenty three million, nineteen million, nineteen million. What is thirty six year old JD Martinez gonna do? When not is, much. When is another World Series? Not much. He's not gonna do much. I don't know if he'll be even be good enough to DH then. That's gonna be Adrian Gonzalez. That's bad. I want, I want a salary cap in the MLB just so the Red Sox get held accountable, they clean house, and they get run like a functional organization. They're a very dysfunctional friend. The fact that they've won four World Series in my lifetime is absurd. 
It's absurd. The 2004 one, that was... I mean, they built that. That was... I don't think there was two dysfunctional. They were choking before that, but that was... Like, they're dysfunctional the last 10 years, at least. They're very dysfunctional. That Bobby Valentine hire, and ever since then, it's just... I don't know how they want. I don't know how they managed to win. It's weird, but I guess it works. John Henry just pulls out money out of his back pocket, and they just somehow make it work. But I'm not confident in them at all this season. The pitching's bad. Eduardo's the ace, or Evaldi, which Evaldi wasn't good last year, right? No. He was sick in that playoff game two years ago. Yeah. So he's signed, regressing. And then we signed him to a four-year, seventy million dollar contract for for extra innings for one good extra inning. Pretty much, yeah. We're getting a hero <laughs> and a loss. Like, that's just, it's like, it's kind of like Jerry Jones on steroids just running the Red Sox. It's just like very emotional decisions, I feel like. It's just very emotional. It's all we make, emotional decisions here. And it's not, it's not good baseball. And if we're going to make emotional decisions, bottom line, bring in Yezu Puig. He's electric. Yezu Puig will bring me, draw me to Nesson on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Um, whereas... Andrew Benatendi's not going to do that for me. I hate to say it. Maybe for the rest of the city. Maybe for the rest of Carabas Nation. But I don't I don't think there's going to be many gold bottle streets this year. That's my prediction. The pitching's bad. Benatendi's bad. We're building around Benatendi. It's not good baseball. JD's getting older. I don't know. That's all I have to say on the Red Sox. I think that they're going to make the playoffs have a great year. To... Who's the coach? Uh, the bench coach from last year, Ron Renneke. Is Ron Renneke good? He experienced. Yeah. How long has he been there? He's an old guy. Well, I don't think he likes analytics, but all the analytics people are trying to like take over the team. So we have analytics in the front office. Right, but not analytics. Anti. So we have the New York Giants. Yeah, we have anti-analytics as our manager, but analytics everywhere else pretty much. But Alex Cora is going to come back next year after suspension's over. We're going to get rid of Ron Renneke and then we're going to bring out Alex. Billy Cora. Bean still. Billy Bean still. He's still yeah. He's still around. Yeah. If you gave Billy Bean the Red Sox resource, which I know he turned it down. I was in the movie. If you gave Billy Bean the Red Sox resource, they probably have eight World Series right now in the last 15 years. Maybe, but we'll win the World Series again in like 2023. It's pretty hard to say that a team underachieved winning four World Series in 15 years. This team underachieved. This franchise is underachieved. I hate – I sound greedy. Non People outside of Boston will hate that. They hate that take. But I'm sticking with it. They have underachieved. This is the most dysfunctional franchise I can think of besides the it, It's Browns. very dysfunctional. The more you... The, when you, you, really, you really opened me up on that. I didn't really think of it that way before. They're a very dysfunctional franchise. Yes. They make a lot of... There's a reason why they didn't win it for 86 years in a row. For 84. <laughs> yeah, they need to... I don't know. There's The Red Sox, they need to make a lot of changes. I mean, we didn't even talk about Pablo Sandoval. Sign that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Pablo Sandoval. Jesus. Yep. A lot of boneheaded decisions. I want Billy Bean in Boston, but it's never going to happen. No. But if Billy Bean signed that contract... Because Billy Bean's winning the uh, World Series this year at the Oakland Athletics. They're probably, they're probably, there might not have been a movie about him if he signed that contract. I mean, there probably would be. I think that happened after everything, but... Um, it wouldn't have been as... He wouldn't be as much of like an icon or whatever if he signed that contract. should have signed that contract. Henry should have kept... Pull more money out of the back pocket. Bring Billy Bring Billy to Boston. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. Um, now that sports are starting up, we'll probably have more episodes coming soon. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. Thanks for listening.